With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Spoxies. 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 Boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live. Hello, podcast world. This is yours truly. What's today's date? June 30th? Yeah, June 30th. Last day of the month. Getting ready for the scorching weather, the, the heat that comes in July. And first of the month, first of the month, first of the month. Said that we're supposed to do the show at 9, but we're going to do it at 10 because we're still on my way back from Pismo Beach. And... Still on the car right now, but I'm about man, five minutes away from from me place. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be podcasting for the early portion, opening portion of this from the room tomb. But anyways, yeah, just getting back from Bismo Beach. Kind of tired today. I'm a little late night, unexpectedly, but um. All in all, fun times, really good times. Especially, uh, I'm gonna rely on my guys to to tell me about the Charlo fight because I did not get to check that one out at all. But what I did get to check out was Ray Beltran, Richard Comey, over at the uh, at the bar that was pretty crazy Friday night. That was pretty dope. So, um, and also the Andrade fight will cover up with Sulecki. Talk about Jamal Charles' performance. I believe someone on this show said that's going to be a knockout for sure. I don't know. Can't remember what I predict. I'm not sure. Archives for a reason. Um, and we'll get to my personal investigation involving Vladimir Klitschko and his recent yacht fire incident. And I'll give a breakdown of why I have my assumption of the whole situation. But Sunday back here in town. Uh, gonna be a hot one, you know. 96 today, and I was just coming from better weather, but it don't matter. It'll be all good in the hood. And um, yeah, probably when I get home, I'm gonna order me a pizza or something. And they're just over here chewing on the phone, talking to these guys about boxing and everything that happened over the weekend. Uh, during JP's show, uh, 
for the time that I could on Friday. For those who don't know, the Relatively Black and Fat podcast had a pretty good show that started off. Had to cut it short because it was time to get out in the city by the time we had probably, I think I was maybe hanging around for uh, 30 minutes of it. Good man, JP's uh, correspondent, Jonathan, and uh, talking uh, Warriors, KD, Eagle Dollar Breakfast Club comments, injuries, speculation, eyebrows raised, all that good stuff before I had to, you know, cut out. But, um, and, uh, uh, I ain't going nowhere, Willis. Don't worry about it. And, um, yeah, for those who don't know, check out the Relatively Black and Fat podcast and check out JP, a podcast that is in high demand. Love getting on there anytime I get a chance to. But, um, yeah, man, besides all that bullshit, going into, uh, place to be right now, about to turn on this AC, kick my feet up, and and uh, relax on this Sunday, so uh, let's take it to Willa, then we'll go down to JP and see what's going down in Houston, Texas. Willa, good morning, or good afternoon to you, I should say, since you're ahead of me by two, noon your time, ten my time, but what's going on in Houston, Texas, how are you, my friend? Oh man, hey, I'm glad. I'm glad to be uh, you know, just awake this Sunday. Glad that you're awake, RC. Uh, you know, hit you with hit y'all with the text yesterday that you were gonna be partying hard tonight at a beach house. That's the only thing you should be doing is partying hard. You hit me with the oh, I'm not gonna be partying hard. I'm gonna be up early, blah, 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 all that. Then all of a sudden you're tired from an unexpected night of partying. Come on, RC. When you go to the beach and you're in a condo and you're in a beach house, you're supposed to party. That's the only thing that you're supposed to do. So I'm glad you had a good time out there. I saw you out there with your shirt unbuttoned. I don't know what the hell you were doing. You're a fashionista now, but I got to see that post of walking around with an unbuttoned shirt on, uh, no chest hair. But, you know, it is what it is. But, man, we got some good boxing going on this weekend. Uh, I keep it clean. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't think you can grow any chest there, but that is what it is, like I said. <laughs> we had some good boxing this weekend, man, uh, so I'm glad we get to talk about it. Um, I'm still out here in the country, still out here on the working with these clowns on the job site, so I ain't, I ain't in the H. I'm out here in baby Mexico, a.k.a. West Texas, man, but yeah, let's get to it. I'm I'm ready. Well, I hope none of your coworkers listen to the show calling them clowns. Seemed like the Kobe Bryant type of teammate when he had guys like Smush Parker on board. Yeah, and like, and like, uh, but we're not coworkers. I'm like the coach or the or the general manager or the owner or something like that. These are my coworkers. Come on, RT. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, that's like Daryl Morey doesn't say James Harden is his coworker. That's his. Those are his workers. Oh, <laughs> that's a, okay. I got you. I got you. I like your analogy. Good comparison. I get a better idea of it now. But note, note well taken. But um, oh man, I'm almost out of breath. Kicking these bags up the stairs and shit. But anyways, let's take it to Southern California and see what's going on with JP. The I thought you was training for a Canelo fight. Yeah, man. Are you training for a Canelo fight? But taking bags up, you're tired. Because, man, I got, I got like, three bags with me. I don't just have one bag. Three bags? I got three bags for two days. 
Come on, Canelo can take about eighteen bags up there, dog. Come on, man. Well, let me get some of that special special tacos he got. And I, I'll be just fine going back and forth up this bitch right now, <laughs> but I don't have that unfortunately. So, all right, now got my breath again. Let's take it to Southern California and see what's going on with JP, host of the Relatively Black and Fat podcast, as I mentioned. JP, what's going down, man? Man, good Sunday morning, chilling, um, sipping on this coffee I've had imported from one of the furthest regions in China. I'm just playing. I got it from Big Lots, but it's some kind of weird Chinese coffee. It's really cheap. So I'm drinking it. Uh, just following RC on all the social media platforms, living through RC again, like Willa said, shirt was entirely unbuttoned. Looked like he had the, the Olympic, you know, the Olympic nine zone or whatever, which one of the sixes on the Olympic six, six pink shorts. Jumbo sixes. Had the accent, you know, had the accented pink with the blue in the, in the shirt. Really doing it, really doing it. Um, shades on, so it felt like I was out there about five, about five, seven in Puerto Rican. You know, I felt like I was on the beach too, goddammit. But, um, oh, it's a great day, man. Was able to catch a few of them, didn't catch them all. I did not catch them all, but I did catch Andrade and Kome. So, uh, pretty good solid week in the box, and I think. Well, we've been seeing, man, we've gotten more boxing. Now, as a boxing fan, you can't complain about that. I think in the past two years, we've gotten a ton more boxing. One can argue that we're paying for the boxing. That's fine. But I think the inventory of boxing, we've just seen a ton of knockouts, man. I mean, I'd like to for us one day to be able to look back and see, has there been this many knockouts in the first quarter of the year? Well, this is probably the starting of the second quarter of the year. But there's been a lot of knockouts, and I think that lack of inventory, you're putting your big names in against, you know, dudes that just aren't ready for that stage. But a lot of knockouts this year, a lot of boxing this year. So I'm ready to do it. Yeah, man, you and me both. I'm going to have to shoot climate text message and see if he could come on here and talk to us about the Charlo fight that you didn't see, I didn't see, but Willison, and I think that he might try to sugarcoat or paint paint a different image from what the fight really took place of. Because yesterday, I was out whipping the truck, and I'm getting messages from Sime, like Charlo struggling with a midget, and midgets only, and all this other crazy shit. But we'll, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, I think, you know, shit. We might as well just let Willow run that one off if that's going to be the uh, starting point of where we're coming at. So, Jamal Charlo is headlining the, story, the uh, topics that we have listed on the show today. Unanimous decision victory over Brandon Adams. Um, Willow, tell me about this fight because I expected Charlo to have some fireworks. I've seen the only parts I really heard about this fight was from text messages from Syme. I've seen you in the group message saying, he doesn't look that good, or something to that to that effect, and uh, and then just a couple comments on Twitter. But you know, Charlo's aren't the most beloved fighters out there, so everyone's uh, words can be taken for a grain of salt. So, uh, Willa, what was your uh, assessment of this performance by Jamal Charlo that had happened yesterday? 
Okay. Um, yes. Um, this is a very, very good, interesting topic because, like you said, there's a lot of hate when it comes to these Charlo brothers, and um, and it was relevant in mm-hmm. the, you know, the post, the post, the post, uh, what is it called, post fight press conference. And so, make sure you ask me. I'm gonna try to remember about that because it was very. This crazy questions these guys are asking the Charlo brothers. It's a, okay. it's a lot of hate going on with these guys. So, but um, as far as the fight, Charlo went in there way bigger than the guy. Adams went in there. He went in there sort of to survive. Adams went in there to survive, and he survived. At first, it looked like, to me, it was like the Charlo, Charlo was a little slow at the beginning of the fight. Second, third round, he started, he started picking it up, and then it seemed like his jab slowed down to me. And I was like, you know, Charlo isn't looking that good out here. You know, he's looking like he's not letting that that jab go as, as usual uh, usual as he does. And um, you know, Adams was in there, very awkward type of guy. He was uh, he was shorter, so every time he would just bend his head like all the way down. I think Charlo hit him at the top of the head a couple of times and uh, messed up his hand. You know, and that's what you and like the fourth or fifth round, I think you could hear Charlo saying something like, "Hey, my hand, my left hand." And he didn't throw it a lot, but he still threw it. And, uh, you know, Charlo, huh? Yeah, it was his left hand. It was a jab hand. If you remember, the only, the the only, remember he dropped was that, uh, he dropped um, J-Rock with the jab, remember? And the only, and the only time he really had Adams hurt, I believe, is with the jab. And that might have been when he hurt it. So he had him hurt with the jab. Adams was in there to survive. He threw some punches. Um but he got washed 12 to 0 you know so i don't know it it's hard to grade i would give charlo if i was grading from what i saw cuz he looked like he was just he looked a little off but also this guy was just this guy was awkward and it, it might have been the styles and and charlo said that um in the interview uh, at the post fight little interview um he said, "Man, Styles make fights. Man, this guy came to fight. This guy was tough. He was hitting. He was hitting Adams with all kinds of uppercuts to the dome. Adams wasn't going nowhere. Adams was looked like a tough guy out there, especially when he just bent his head down and Charles just hitting the top of his head. So Adams did a good job out there. He survived, but two judges, I believe, had it twelve to zero. One judge had it eleven to one. So." If you hating on a guy that beats a guy twelve to zero, then you're not really understanding what boxing is all about. You know what I'm saying? Should he have knocked the guy out? I don't know. Probably. I was hoping for the knockout. I was looking forward to the knockout. But then again, Adams wasn't in there trading punches. He was doing a lot of movement. He was doing a lot of ducking and dodging. And he went in there to survive and that's what he did. Um <clears throat> We could talk about, you know, yeah, Sam hit me with the midgets and all that stuff. Uh, you know, just a guy shorter than you. Y'all weigh the same. Y'all weigh the same. They both came in at like 174. Charlo was the taller guy. But Charlo just, like, I think, I don't know if his hand had a lot to do with it, but he looked a little off. I would give him, if I was great, and I'd give him like a C plus. It's hard to give you anything more than that because we were looking for the knockout. And it looked like, like I said, looked like he was a little off. But I, I believe that was because of Adam's herky-jerky, short guy style that he had in there. And, uh, you know, but he washed it. 
you know, that was still a Washington. If I beat you 12 to zero, you were Washington there. If I beat you 11 to one, you were Washington there. And this is professional boxing. So I'm, I would give Charlo a C plus. Didn't look the, the greatest in there, but you know, it just is what it is. He still, and, and, and but when it was over, they announced he's still and still the WBC real champion. Yeah, he's the WBC champion because Canelo's the franchise champion or something like that. I don't know. I've seen a lot of hate involving that stuff, too, on the belt. Like, yeah, whatever. But I wanted to ask you about the uh, post-fight interview uh, that you were talking about. Who who was – who was? Uh, I know it wasn't Jim Gray and that like that. Who was it, the ones that was being disingenuous with these questions you were talking about? Yeah, so this was yeah, at the press conference. So at the press conference, one of the people asked the Charlos, do they feel comfortable in their own skin? And Mel really? took it up and was like, yeah, he was like, what the, he was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? He's like, what, you know, he's, that's when you know, like the hate is truly, is truly there to ask a person, to ask guys that just came off of whooping somebody's ass, both of these guys, you know, even though uh, Maul didn't knock him out, he whooped that guy's ass. And, and we know Mel just knocked that fool out. So it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of disdain for these brothers. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm not, I don't really know what it is because it's not like they're super loud. It's not like they're, you know, like they're anything out of the ordinary when it comes to boxing. It's not like they're very disrespectful guys. In fact, they seem to be usually they're pretty respectful dudes. And it's, so, you know, that, that took them by surprise. You know, Jamel went on like a little five-minute speech. Like, what you know, these guys out here, y'all hating on us too much. I don't know. He didn't know what kind of question that was asking us if we feel comfortable in our skin, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's like, I don't know where this hate for these guys is, man. Why, why is it because Canelo and triple G seem to be ducking these guys. So people are hating on them because they're triple G and Canelo fans. And they've got to make an excuse to why Canelo decided that he doesn't want to fight this guy. So they're going to, make up a make up a belt for him which is smart you know WBC will get sanctioning fees every time Canelo fights now I guess I guess he's the franchise champion until I don't know how that works franchise champion if you're the franchise player that means you're if you're the franchise QB that means winner win loser draw you're the QB right so does that mean franchise belt mean Canelo's going to be the WBC like representative for the rest of his life which if he is, that's a good good move. But there's a lot of hate when it comes to these Charlo brothers. I don't really know exactly why. You know, as you see, Syme is one of those guys. He's talking about midgets only and all that. There's a lot of hate when it comes to these brothers. And I think it's because of what they're what they're able to do and what and the and people saying that the top dogs have been ducking them for the last two years. I think that might be what it is. Yeah, hey, I, let me jump I, in here. Yeah, My ahead. bad, RC. Like, Andrade and Charlo fight kind of was, you know, a symbolic night because it's, to me, was show me something already. It was the night of show me something already. I'm tired of hearing about y'all. And that could, and Willow raises a good question, and I'm not 100% certain where the this amount of vitriol comes for the Charlo brothers because they don't seem to have done anything and their accolades, which I'm more uh, about to get on here, 
don't add up to the level of hate. Usually hate comes with accomplishment. If you don't like the the Charlo brothers have accomplished all that much, and that's where I start to, you know, get a little disgruntled because it's like you guys have been brought along pretty well. You know, the one of PBC's biggest um critiques is that they don't they're not grooming their fighters, they're not turning them into stars, whatever, whatever. These Charlo brothers have been they've they've been uh PBC's baby for the most part, or Showtime's baby, because they've been brought along very slowly and been put on big stages. So people have seen these guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who they are if you're a boxing fan. We just don't see them in very big fights quite yet, you know, but they've been on the scenes for some time, Andrade included. Last night, I'm watching highlights, and I'm able to see, okay, uh, Adams. I'm, I'm seeing what Adams is doing. So he's a shorter guy, but it's clear he knows his way around the ring. And this goes back into my Charlo critique. When you when these dudes, look, they're black and they got mohawks, so it makes them look like real like they they about to be in here doing shoulder rolls and sliding out to the right and doing all that kind of shit. They not. And even Big Charlo is even more predictable than Jamel. Jamal is like really straight up, straight lines. And now he got an uppercut. He has some punch variety. But, man, a lot of that attack is one-two right hand. And you saw Adams able to just slip and slide all night is what I think happened. I didn't see the fight, like I said, but I'm watching highlights as we speak. And the dude is a crafty little dude who knows what he's doing. He probably will never be a champion, but he's a, he, it looks like he, he'll give plenty of people fits in the ring because he knows what he's doing. But – the point is, when you get to a guy like Charlo, like a guy like Harrison, guys high level and can fight back, if this Adams guy could actually fight back, he could have gave them real problems. But they are very predictable in their attack. They are, you know, they're from Houston, but they more from Kazakhstan or Lomachenko and them from, you know, where Gluskin from. I mean, if anything, these boys fight like Gluskin. Is that a fair comparison? They fight like Gennady. That's their fight style. They're they're not fucking Sweet Pea or Mayweather or they ain't none of them. Don't get them confused. These motherfuckers fight exactly like the Luskin. And you'll see these black little fighters be able to do what Adams did last night for sure. Now you put these guys in with a tough Mexican, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a hell of a fight. They probably grew up fighting, like they say, they grew up fighting Mexicans in in Houston. They were trained in Mexican, um, you know, gyms. So they have a Mexican fight style, man. And a guy like Adams, who came in there and just shoulder rolled and leaned and and just Charlo's punches, none of them were landing flush. It looks like he was on top of them like a motherfucker. But the kid squirmy, you know, you know how to lean, you know how to roll, you know how to do all the tricks of, you know, defensive tricks. And when you're able to kind of know what where the attack's coming from and Charlo's not good at mixing it up like that, i.e. Gennady, you kind of know how the attack's coming at you. You're able to, you know, maneuver. So that reason alone, man, I think Canelo kind of beats this dude pretty convincingly just because now I'm seeing that. Uh, 
Yeah, I think Canelo might beat him convincingly. That's, that's where I just I wanted to jump in there. Maul is more of a counter punch. Maul is more of a counter puncher than Jamel. So if you watch the fight again, he stands in there. He tries to let the guy shoot. He blocks it and he tries to punch out. Right, but with this guy being a shorter guy, you're right. He was missing. He was missing a lot of shots. Also, he said his his hand was hurt. His jab hand was hurt. So in the second round, but more people are going to try to fight. If you do that to uh, Adams, what Adams did, you said give him fits, but he lost 12 rounds, right? So he didn't really give him any fits. He was just – he didn't – he just survived. That's why if you get beat at 12 rounds, you just survive, and that's what he was in there to do. And I think if somebody tries to trade with Charlo, that's when he's at his best, as we saw uh, with Mel la- uh, last week. When you try to trade with these guys, that's when they're going to catch you. So, yeah, running around the ring like Harrison – you know, you might be able to get the trick, this uh, the trick decision, the fake decision, but when, to win a fight against these guys for real, you're gonna have to fight them. You know, Harrison got away with it, but I don't that's think that's gonna Canelo, happen ever again. Canelo's Canelo gonna fight. Does what? Yeah, but Canelo fights in pockets and bursts, and that's what like you know, like so like if you turn Harrison, who basically fought Mel in bursts after Mel's attack for the most part. But you turn that into Canelo, who's hitting harder, more accurate, well, maybe not more accurate, but hitting harder, and, you know, Canelo's Canelo. He'd be able to take right. advantage of that. I think that'll be a great fight. I do, too, but they're not fighting. That's why Canelo is the franchise champion. And I really think that's why, when I think about it, I think that's where the hate comes from. Because the Charlo fans, you know, like you said, the we haven't seen the Charlos fight anybody, really. We saw them fight, you know. We saw him fight J-Rock. That's about it, right? So when, when you're a Canelo mm-hmm. fan, which I am, so I don't really care. You know, it ain't no big deal to me. But when you're Canelo and a Triple G fan, which is most – that's most of the boxing, right? You're, most of the boxing is a Canelo or a Triple G fan, right? And you say, hey, man, y'all have been, y'all been ducking the Charlos for two years. And you hear this, I think that's where the hate is because Charlo has been the mandatory. Canelo. Charlo has been the mandatory for Triple G for years, but none of them will fight him. So when you have to hear that, I think that's where I think that's where the hate is. Mexican fans not wanting to hear that their guy, their favorite guy, is ducking, but they ha- they can't really prove they can't say he's not because the proof is in the pudding. I don't think he's ducking them per se. I just don't think he I think he's on the bigger, better thing. But the proof is. That both of these guys, their mandatory was Charlo, and they didn't want it for whatever reason. So I think that's where the hate comes from. When I when I just sit back and think about it, because these guys have really done done nothing. Agreed, agreed. It would be I'm not for sure how how competitive a fight would be between Jamal Jamal Charlo and Canelo. Obviously, sounds like he wants it. Um, Shit, not only for the payday, I'm sure he wants to shut up a lot of these critics that he believes in himself to be able to do in silencing critics. So, um, you know, there's, I don't know what they got to do to get to, to try to get up in that upper echelon level. Obviously, Golovkin could have had a shot with Jamal, but things get the 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 slope gets slippery, I guess you can you could call it as. But um, you know, hopefully. Hopefully they could get their 
their due coming forward and get a good name on the resume for either or. Uh, but at least Jamel's got, you know, he's got. He's hey, got they need to start fighting somebody. I'm sorry, RC. My bad. That's a tough break. But um, they need to fight no, somebody you because you don't want. Yeah, you don't want to get caught with the Tony Harrisons of the world. That's the problem about fighting nobodies because one of them nobodies gonna come up and fuck up the money. And you don't you don't need to be getting caught up with Tony Harrison who has no reward, just all fucking risk. Okay, so you got to get to this money with this bullshit because you fuck around and have a Tony D. Tony Harrison derail the whole fucking thing. So you know it's it's, it's risky business. There's always going to be somebody who has potential to fuck up the money, like you said. Andrew Ruiz with Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. There's always something that can happen. You might as well just get away from this marinating bullshit and, and figure out what's what. But, I mean, uh, they got time. Jamel actually has, you know, some dancing partners with uh, uh, this rematch with Harrison. I know it wasn't really big to begin with, but with the whole rematch and, you know, press conferences that they had with Harrison, you know, calling him a clown and all this crazy shit, cornball. It was getting real personal. That makes me uh, up for a rematch, you know. And then he still has uh, Jared Hurd out there. You know, J-Rock, if you want to make that happen again. There's, there's something going on. Jamel, or Jamal, he has to uh, he has to find his way, though. Is the, the guys at the top, it seems like it's uh, an exclusive party that those guys are having involved with themselves, but uh, you know, there is potential. Yeah, there, so we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. It is exclusive up there in the zone, that's for sure. So, um, you know, we'll see how this thing works out for him. Uh, Janelle is on, and uh, he's with us. I just seen the message right now, Willa. And uh, let's take it to Janelle and get his uh, his take on this fight and uh, what he thought about Jamel, Jamal's performance and what he thinks about Jamal moving forward with the likes of Canelo and whatnot. Janelle, what's going on, man? How you doing, bro? What's going on? Well, to start with the Charlo, I mean, Charlo, it's like I always said about those guys. They're just strength and athleticism. I do think that he actually picked him to beat Triple G, but Canelo, I think Canelo makes him look like a fool. I think I think Canelo beats him soundly. I think he beats Triple G. Triple G, you know, one, he's on the decline, and two, he don't like athletic guys. You know I mean? Athletic guys give him problems. So I actually pick him to beat Triple G. But, you know what I'm Canelo, on the other hand, I think just makes him look like a fool. It's like JP was saying. You know what I mean, he throws the same one-two punch. You know I mean, he's got power. He's got hand speed. It's, but it's the same shots. A lot of those shots were missing, too. A lot of those shots were missing. Every time he got the guy in the corner, the guy was you know, kind of slipped out of the corner. He slipped his shots. Of course, he wasn't working back, and that's what caused him to lose the fight and all because he wasn't working back. He was just basically in survival mode. But, you know, I mean, I mean, like I've always said about the Charlo, I mean, nobody's hating on Charlo. I don't hate on either one of them. I, mean, I think both guys are good for the sport, man. The more the marry, the more knockout punches the marry for the sport, of course it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? It just brings some intriguement there. But like I said, I mean, Triple G makes him look like a fool. He's gonna load up and miss and miss a lot of shots, and Triple G's gonna count him to death to an easy Canelo. You mean twelve rounds? That's what I said, Canelo. No, you were saying Triple G. 
Oh, my bad then. I meant to say Canelo, but but like I said, he beat Triple G because Triple G is there to get hit. Triple G will get hit, and and, and he's there to get hit. You know what I mean? It's not like he's slipping any shots or anything. You know what I mean, he's a come forward guy, a come toward guy. So I think, you know what I mean, I think it'll be a very a very exciting fight. But I just picked uh, Charlo to beat Triple G. But um, that's just my take on Charlo. You know what I mean, it's a, it's the same thing. I mean, guys never change my mind since I've been watching those guys. Uh, neither one of them changed my mind about them. They're just strength and athleticism. No hate. Yeah, no hate whatsoever. I mean, uh, it, it's how ever you see the, the guys. Um, do you see, oh, Janelle, let me ask you. Do you see any progression in Jamal Charlo from, say, previous fights? Let's go back two years, per se. All I really see is, is progression in his cardio. But as far as the work that he does in the ring, I mean, I, I just see the same strength and athleticism. You know, what, okay. what, All right, well. That got him the WBC belt. That's to me, is, are they Tim Duncan? Because you can be very basic and fundamental and be fucking great and be amazing, you know. So they could be Tim Duncan. I'm still waiting to find it out. You know, Tim Duncan wasn't I won't, on nobody. I won't he, go that far because those guys, I mean, their fundamentals are not all that. Cause it, I mean, but their athleticism make up for it. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're one to attack that. Jab and they don't parry shots. Damn solid. And they don't parry shots. They don't slip shots. They don't parry shots. I mean, that's fundamental. So you weren't watching yesterday. So then you weren't watching. You weren't well, watching. You didn't watch Charlo parry all those shots yesterday. I didn't. He was see standing in there catching shots. Oh no, he was. Yeah, he was parrying for sure. Catching no, them no, and no, trying no, to no, throw no. it off. That's why I said he wasn't looking good. Because he wasn't, he wasn't able to count I'm sorry. And they're not fundamentally sound. Well, I we'll disagree see. there. I think I think that that's their strongest suit. And I think the, the evidence we have of that is where they're bred from. You know, they're bred in, you know, not, not flashy gyms where you're taught to fucking shoulder roll. No, they're bred to be basic and fundamental. That's the, that's the foundation of their game is just fundamentals. Behind the jab, right hand. That's that's your boxing 101 when you start. And I think that they could be very high level at that, and that's what they do. They've gotten this far off of, you know, coming with that double jab and a right hand down the pipe. Uh, the question to me is, is, are they Tim Duncan? Are they are, Is their fundamental game just so damn good that they don't need the over-athleticism and all, all the – all the other stuff, you know. I know one thing we can bank on with them. They ain't gonna when when the going gets rough. They ain't gonna turn it to no holes on us, you know. I believe that. So when they do get in there with the triple G's and the Canelos, and they do get hit, and they are behind on the cards, I think we at least be able to see these dudes dig deep and try to really go for it. And I, I love that. So we just need to start seeing these dudes in these fights so we can get some of these questions answered. Mhm. Yep. Mhm. Well, <clears throat> we could be fair and say that, um, you know, maybe uh, you know Styles do make fights, and maybe it was just a, a tough puzzle to crack for the most part for Charlo to 
Well, it's an O, RC. The puzzle was cracked. Yeah, but we wanted. Yeah, this but is we boxing. Wanted, yeah, we yeah. wanted a knockout, but we're acting like we the expectations, bro. it wasn't twelve to zero. I mean, we're talking like it wasn't twelve o. That's a washing. If this yeah. was Fury, you know it would have been a masterful boxing class. Oh, so masterful! Twelve rounds of heavyweight boxing. <laughs> well, you must be able to read minds, Willa, because I was just about to segue to the man who's on the next topic after this fight we're talking about. Because people say the same thing about one, Demetrius Andrade. Bubu Andrade. Yep, yep. They say that Andrade. Hey, who who's that rapper on the him. ring walk? I didn't see the ring walk. Andrade did, did a ring walk. Let me see. Who no, I'm talking with? about? Uh, Charlo, Charlo, Charlo. Oh. Uh, Going back, he didn't have a rapper. It was like an epic. Yeah, he did. It was an epic Houston. Who, who they say it was zero? Somebody named zero. It was zero. Uh, I look. I was watching. I didn't see no zero. Maybe I was tripping. Yeah, they said some big, big H town. No, oh, I don't. I didn't know the song. Zero though was the oh, rapper. Wow. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, he did the Mo City uh, freestyle. I didn't see that because I was looking. I was walking around, but I was looking to make sure that I, I was seeing who he had. But, yeah, no, he had zero. This was uh, last night. What's that shit about? Zero. He's the most hitty Don. Screwed up click, you know, DJ Screw, uh, Lil Kiki, all these guys. You know, that's zero, man. Well, look him up. You might like his, you might, I might like his music. I heard it like that before. But he, he did the most hitty freestyle. Houston shit. Yeah, slow, loud, bang, and all in my trunk. Broke where you point, I ain't never been a part, yeah. I blow on skunk, I blow on doja. Military mind, I'm a motherfucking soldier. Out the streets of the bridge, my foes. Uh, and I ain't never okay. been a whole. Oh, so yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Enough, that's zero, enough. that's a freestyle. Yeah, yeah freestyle. Y'all don't, I don't think y'all do that down there. In, uh, <laughs> y'all would do that in California. Y'all call freestyles when they write. And then they do a, then they say say the words. They say that's a freestyle. Down here in Houston, Texas, freestyle is off the dome. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, most city legend. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I heard you roll back. I don't know when I heard him, but what song it was. That name always struck me uh, an odd way, but <clears throat> nonetheless, that was that was okay. But what I was getting to. Was the fact that you were saying it's twelve o? Let's not forget it's twelve o. Well, it was, we wanted spectacular. We didn't get it. When it comes to when it hey, comes to if you ain't talking mute. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let's check mute. I, I didn't know if that's that was somebody back there. You will or I don't know what the heck that was. That might. I don't that's know. Janelle I more than likely. No <laughs> well, I yeah. ain't saying no names. But uh, I just I just yeah. muted him. He didn't want to mute. Yeah yeah. Let's sound check. We start muting out here like sugar green. Now, um, but hey, uh, okay. So Demetrius Bubu Andrade, he's he's had his finishes, but he hasn't had, let's say, uh, spectacular finishes when it comes to what you, what are you expecting to see from a fighter like Andrade against a guy like Sulecki. <clears throat> now, uh, Sulecki, Polish fighter, as we know, the uh, zone had it cracking. They had a, a, a pretty interesting whole rundown in Rhode Island, the hometown of which is from Demetrius Andrade. And he put on a damn good performance, man. This uh, uh, 
uh, you know, coming out with the bulletproof vest and all. He definitely has some showmanship to him that he's been having as of, as of late, especially with the uh, buildup that he had going with uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Um, I mean, you know, he, he's showing charisma. You know, he's, uh, you know, hashtagging, uh, what is it, tall, dark, and handsome. You know, he, gets, he comes out fury fighting in the first round, drops Suleki with the left hook, comes out in the third round. I mean, he he came out putting his foot to the gas, so to speak. Maybe that's the hometown uh, adrenaline and all that good stuff, but <clears throat> WBO middleweight championship on the line is the one that he retains over here with the middleweight division. And Andrade, at the end of the fight, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's talking about his opponent, Suleki, that he has not being – uh, not being no walkthrough opponent, not being no Rocky Fielding, and I can't remember the other name, but basically he was just crowning Canelo's opposition. And says, Canelo, where's your cojones at? Now, after that performance yesterday, Slick, quick, shows he had some pop. And, I mean, I think he's a problem for anybody in the division. I, I always like Andrade's style. And, I mean, that's another guy who, who has been on record of not being afraid <clears throat> of Jamal Charlo and, you know, not one of those guys who's being, who's not willing, who's not ducking anybody, but is being ducked at the same time. I like what I seen yesterday from Andrade. And I think that after yesterday, um, I think that the Canelo fight has to be what they're going to go for. Canelo, ha- I think Canelo and Andrade is going to be coming forward. You got uh, the, 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 People wanting Triple G, Canelo 3. You had Earl Spence uh, live on Instagram yesterday or last night. I believe he might have just been trolling, but, you know, eyes low. He was chilling. Said that after the fight with Sean, I'm going to call off this bluff and try and get that Canelo fight. So I don't know where Canelo goes from. Maybe you still got Sergey Kovalev in the mix of possibilities, uh, as Willa broke down on Wednesday's preview show. But I think that the most logical fight for Canelo Alvarez is to go at Andrade, try and pick up that WBO strap and really, really be the man in the middleweight division until he could find maybe find another opposition. I, I know what tricks he's up to trying to take a fight with Sergei Kovalev. You know, he's not fooling me with that one. But will I take it to Andrade? He didn't have a spectacular knockout, but I, damn near 12-0, clean slate. Uh, Andrade put on a performance yesterday in his hometown and coming out in the first round throwing bombs. We're actually trying to go for it. What was your thoughts on Demetrius Andrade's performance yesterday and also the call-out for Canelo and his cojones at the end? Oh, man, I didn't see the uh, call-out. I'm just reading up about it right now. But as far as the fight, um, <clears throat> excellent performance by Andrade. Um Selecki, we know he went in there and he made he made Jacobs look sort of regular, you know. Um, so I was looking to see what Andrade did against um, against Selecki, and I think I might have mentioned that on the uh, on the breakdown uh, of the fight that this is that's how I was going to judge it. We saw Jacobs fight; everybody thought Jacobs was the man, and we saw Boo Boo Andrade fight fight him. Andrade looked good in there, <laughs> like you said, had him hurt early. That's why I wouldn't give him the the A plus. I mean, that's why I'm not going to give him the A 
because he had him hurt, and it seemed like he 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 couldn't get him. He didn't get him out of there. Not that he couldn't get him out of there, but he didn't get him out of there. But you know, he was giving them them hands the whole night. Right, um, right. That was a that was an excellent performance. Uh, a washing. Um, so that was thirteen oh right, damn near. Um, yeah, he looked good in there. Yeah, I, I like Boo Boo Andrade. Yeah, yeah I, I like Boo Boo Andrade. Um, he's got a good. Uh, he's a good character. He's got good personality. He does a lot of talking, even though he sounds. You know, I don't really like his his voice and the way he sounds, but I like what he's saying. And uh, you know, I think uh, you know he wants that big fight. He he's a guy that people have been ducking. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Is he gonna duck Charlo? Because Canelo ain't fighting him. Canelo might give up all of those. Canelo's moving up to bigger and better things, I believe. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get that Andrade uh, Charlo fight. Uh, we'll see what we can do to get these unifications happening. We'll see what uh, Canelo does with the rest of those belts. If he's got to drop them, if he goes ahead, and, you know, they open back up the game. So mm-hmm. Andrade did a great job, man. I give him a. I'm still gonna give him an A. I'm, if this was great, I'll probably give him a 94. 95 right there, you know. Uh, he looked good. Wish he would have went ahead and took Selecki out early, but he didn't. Um, but Selecki, as we, like I said, if I'm comparing him, he looked way, huh? No, I said Selecki, that's a tough motherfucker, man. Yeah, so, yeah, comparing him to, comparing him to what he did to Jacobs, he looked way better. And boys was acting like Jacobs was the truth, so. Hey. Great job by Andrade. <laughs> These little underlining shots at, at Jacobs. I love it. Uh, but, now nah, I, 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 I like the performance, too. I wish you could have got him out of there. But, <clears throat> you know, once you get a guy at a at a world-class level like Selecki hurt in the first round, unlike um, lower-level fighters, and that when a world-class fighter gets hurt in the first round, it's more of a wake-up call, get back on your shit. And the lower levels, it's uh, about to be bedtime. But uh, I like what I seen from Andrade yesterday. Um, the call out, kind of like how you know Willis throwing these little subtle, subtle shots at Jacobs. That's what Andrade did before, saying, "Where's Canelo? Where's your cojones?" You know, um, making fun of Rocky Fielding and saying that Suleki's uh, not an opponent you could just walk through. Unlike Rocky Fielding, I forget exactly who the other fighter was that he mentioned, but just throwing shade at the opposition. Uh, I think that Andrade. Well, I, I know Andrade is pissing people off. I've seen, uh, I've seen the uh, the pulse of the boxing fans all over the Twitterverse that are you know commenting on him. I think that tall, black, and handsome shit's really pissing people off for the most part. So you got to get that demographic that's going to want to see you get punched as much as you're bringing in your fan base. So I like what he's doing. JP, I'm going to take it to you. Um, I know that you are on the the bus of Triple G Canelo 3 instead of Andrade Canelo or Canelo Andrade. Um, We talked about it a week ago or so, maybe a week and a half. I don't know. But uh, shit. I've I've been on this uh, consistent basis of I want to see Canelo fight Andrade. And if Canelo could pick up all the straps and beat Andrade, then he'll shut me up for a little while. Not long, but he'll shut me up for that day. You know, like Smokey said about Debo, whenever he leaves, I'll be quiet. So if he beats Andrade, I'll be quiet for a little bit. 
but it won't last long. But I'm on that boat. I want to see that fight. And when you brought your kids to Golovkin 3 and Canelo's possible, you know, cycling of fights to be taken that you brought to the Wednesday show, that I, I love that. That's great. But you, you almost convinced me to say, hey, you know what? Fuck the Andrade fight. Yeah, let's just get Golovkin in there for a third time. But I couldn't. I had one foot in, and I couldn't get the other one in. I, I still want to see Canelo versus Andrade. What was your thoughts on the performance yesterday from Andrade? Because I know you haven't been too uh, too hyped about the guy or high on him. I don't know whichever one would would be the better word for it. But uh, you did say you've seen the fight, so I want to get your thoughts on Andrade's performance and also the call out of Canelo towards the end. Um, this is my really my first time sitting down and really examining or observing Andrade. Uh, mm-hmm. Good performance, really good performance. Um, the margin and difference of skill was pretty drastic. You know, he came out, poured it on. Um, I think Andrade could have easily won a 12-0 fight boxing. He noticed that it wouldn't have been fun for any of us if he did that, so he had to be um, probably what's more outside of his comfort range and be more aggressive and have a little more, you know, theatrics, having his hands down and really leaning into those bolo punches and, you know, just doing mm-hmm. whatever the hell he wanted. And, you know, and I, I was impressed by that. Um, I felt that, you know, he could bully whenever he wanted to and be the, the heavier puncher. He could easily out-slick, out-skill. He was very diverse defensively. I don't think Selecki landed a, a good punch all night, really. Um, went to the body also. Did some work downstairs. So he made me last night put he's now on JP's radar. You know, he's now on my radar because of his performance against Selecki, a guy we thought was, you know, decent. Now, I know Selecki went life or death with Gabe Rosado in I don't know what Gabe Rosado is at this point of his career. But, you know, he did knock Rosado down late in the fight, whatever it be. And also the Danny Jacobs fight. But, you know, mm-hmm. Andrade, there, there, there's definitely levels to this shit, and Selecki are nowhere near his level. Now, getting back to the Triple G and Canelo part of this, <sighs> styles make fights. So, unlike Jamal, Jamal where I think Canelo would give him some work. I think Andrade, Andrade would give Canelo work, whereas Triple G would be a harder fight for Andrade. I think Andrade, you know, he he's going to box against either of these guys. It's not going to be what you seen last night. He's going to, you know, be on his toes using that jab a lot more. Jab looks really sharp, crisp, do what he wants with it. We didn't even see him mm-hmm. him on his game last night. It was, this was a sparring match for him. It was really big margin and, you know, skill here. This was probably less than the sparring he does. But that guy's feet weren't good enough. I was looking at it. It was a war of the feet last night. I'm not sure. I think Andre to Southpaw, what I was seeing last night, was basically whoever had their foot on the outside to do the other. But um, Andre, you know, just really skillful, really athletic. Looks like he's not afraid to, you know, got some power with it also. That's also always a great thing to have when you're a fleet-footed athletic guy. So I think he'd give Canelo fits, and I'd love to see that. He's going to be taller, rangier, more fleet of foot, um, 
will have mm-hmm. the equal equal uh, prowess as far as defensive skills to Canelo. I think he gives Canelo hell. Uh, whereas I think Triple G with more mm-hmm. of a straight up and down style coming forward versus Andrade would be a tougher fight for Andrade than Canelo. Um, now, if you were to take yep. those guys and say Char- Charlo or Andrade, Andrade, um, I don't know what the hell to call the guy. I don't know if it's Andrade or Andrade. I don't fuck. I'm saying both of them. Um, Charlo <laughs> yeah, versus I Andrade. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, I think it's. I think it's I actually Andrade, and then he's a, he's actually some kind of uh, like he's from some kind of island, and they're mad at him because he's not saying his name is Andrade. He's saying it's Andre, which is like American. So he's sort of they're sort of shooting shots at him like that. I read that. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess it's kind but, of like uh, similar between Errol Spence or Earl Spence, whichever it is you like him. Uh, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but fucking, uh, you know, him, Charlo, it's all intriguing. So it adds, it adds to this bunch at 160. Hopefully the cream will rise to the top. The only aspect with Triple G is that everything's time sensitive with him. Being at his fucking elder, elderly age, me and Willard's age, goddammit. You want me and Willard to go fight 25-year-olds for a living? That's not a good idea for us. You know what I mean? So I think Willa be I, I just think oh Willa would. You know, he's so he's a self proclaimed <laughs> animal. So that's nothing for him. But <laughs> I'm, I think he's all know. the animal though. But those are you know, that's what it is. <laughs> he's been called an animal. Somebody be like, He's an animal, man. Uh yeah, I ain't never called nobody an animal in my life, I don't think. Um, yeah, but adding Andre to the mix, Charlo, it really <clears throat> makes that division intriguing. I don't know if any of these dudes will ever fight other than Canelo and Triple G. But Triple G is time sensitive. You can't fight Triple G or a, a fucking year and a half from now Why Canelo goes and does his annual two fights up at 160-plus and fucks around with Kovalev and Dortikos or whoever he'll fight next after that and come on back down, and Triple G will be damn near 40 by then. You know what I mean? Come on, man. We don't got that kind of time for that. So we got to see somebody mix it up. They're going to probably try to get Andre Triple G. Uh, you know, and then that that that'll happen. So we got to see who wins out of that. So that's the direction at this point. Yep. The best part about all this is it's all in house over at the zone. So, you know, it makes things easier. Um, I think that, uh, you know, he, you know, Andre didn't take much punishment at all, if any. So, you know, he's got all of July, all of August, but. Is that going to be enough to get in there with Canelo on September? Uh, well, it'll be 14th this year. But, I mean, I don't know, man. The guy's got 62 days and some change, uh, maybe going to uh, about maybe close to 78 days of recovery, or not recovery, but just from his last fight. Might be a little too soon, you know, what he could take July off and then hop in the ring back in camp in August and hopefully be ready by September. It's a uh, it's short notice, but it can be done, especially when you have a, a, a washing that he did on Selecki, uh yesterday. No cuts, you know. What I mean? You know what I mean? So 
nothing that's going to hold him back and uh, derail any kind of training moving forward. So, um, yeah, man, let's uh, let's take it to Janelle because I know he's rocking with me on this one when it comes to Andre. Uh, and I think that, I mean, I, as JP saying and took note of and being on his radar now, I mean, I, I, I like the, the 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 style that Andrade can bring. Look, I'm over here using both names. Uh, can bring to a guy like Canelo. <clears throat> Canelo had a tough time with a guy who's a one-trick pony. Now, especially given that he's fought the one-trick pony twice and, you know, a guy like Chavez previous before that and Rocky Fielding, I think that Andre would be a hell of a, uh, you know, a, a monkey wrench in the system and getting it, Canelo in a lot of trouble. So, Janelle. I'm going to take it to you and, and talk to you about this fight yesterday with uh, Andre and Suleki and what's your thoughts on a possible fight in the future with Canelo Alvarez and Demetrius Bubo Andre? Well, um, again, I, I mean, it was a massive performance. Um, he, t- he stepped off the gas. But, like, I, I mean, it's like JP said, I, I'm his level, I'm the level of skill was just like, it was a whole different level. So it's like the guy didn't really have to really – I'll pull out. You know, it's like, hey, Andrade, you know what I'm saying? Styles makes fights, man. You know what I'm saying? And Triple G will avoid Andrade. He doesn't like those moves. Uh, I think he's right now probably the biggest threat to Canelo right now at 160 as far as Canelo championships. But like um, uh, Willa was saying, I think Canelo's going on to other things. There's a talk of him and Kovalev later this year in the fall, I think I heard. I think he's eyeing that. I think he's eyeing that. I think he sees it. It's like I mentioned on the last show about how Ancient Kovalev can't get to the body. Uh, we all know Canelo's a body hunter. But um, Adrade is high risk, low reward. You know what I mean? He's like, I mean, I think the best fight to make with him is him and Charlo. You know what I mean? If Charlo really wants it, but that's the best fight for those two guys to make. Because um, Adrade is not He's just not appealing to Canelo and uh and Triple G. Um, Triple G has issues with those movers, like I said. He has moves, you know what I'm saying? And he's a southpaw as well. But I think the best fight to be made is that they make that fight with Charlo and Andrade. That's what, that should be a good fight. I pick Andrade in that fight. Andrade has a lot more tools to use. He has a lot more ways of fighting. And uh, But I think it will be a very exciting fight because Charlo's a – I can say whatever you want about those guys. Those guys keep trying to win. Even when they lose them, those guys keep trying. It's like how Wilder. That's why Wilder, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, Wilder kept trying. That's how he got the oh, knockdown against Fury because he kept trying. Even though he knew he was losing on points, but he kept trying. And he got the knock, and, and, and almost got a knockout. But I think that's the biggest fight for those two guys to make amongst themselves. But I don't see Triple G. Uh, Canelo fighting him anytime soon. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, let I him get a little bit let's, let's always remember that Andrade and Julian Williams, remember they were coming up at the same time and they were supposed to be the next up-and-coming guys, the Philly guy, I believe, and the New York guy or something like that, and they were coming up. And one jab changed, changed J-Rock's whole career. Just always remember that when we're talking about how these guys are better skilled because I remember going in that going in that fight. Julian Williams had the better skills. He was going to give Charlo a hard time. One jab to the face 
changed that whole thing. So always remember that. Here's and hey, I let think me jump in I, here. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, my, go ahead. Andrade. Well, no, I was going to say this man at this point. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, Charles. I think Canelo just told us that he's not fighting any of these guys because it, the only reason that he would fight Andrade is to become the undisputed champion. He can't be undisputed anymore because he done gave up his WBC belt. He's not fighting Andre. He's not fighting Charlo. I really don't think he's fighting uh, fighting uh, Triple G. I think he's moving on. But go ahead, uh, JP. Canelo, Canelo won't fight Andrade because he is all wrong for Canelo. Andrade has the potential to pull a Mayweather on Canelo. And we cannot mm-hmm. have that from anyone, anyone less than Mayweather. That only was able to get swept under the rug because Canelo was allegedly green and Mayweather was already a fucking top 20 arguably fighter of whoever lived at that point. So that swept under the rug, but we can't have some other dude do that to Canelo. But don't get it fucking twisted that this fight ain't appealing to either Canelo or Golovkin. Like we said last week, it never hurts to beat up a black guy, especially one running around with a moniker talking about tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, that's cool. that'll get the, the, the Mexican fans good and revved up for that mm-hmm. ass. Oh, and Canelo <laughs> gonna beat you up too? Oh man, oh man, that's that's sales, that's sales, that's sales. And this guy's gonna antagonize Canelo? Oh my God, dude, this guy works. Believe me, he works for the for the books, but he don't work for the ring, and they know that. Because he has the potential. I ain't saying it would happen, but it, you could see it potentially happen where Canelo have a hard time touching this man. So that's why we don't see that fight. Yeah, well, you know about that. Huh? You know that Andrade is going to give your boy Canelo some trouble. I don't know what. How no, well his, uh... we don't know what we don't know what Andrade is going to do. He hasn't been tested. Mm. So we can say all this stuff, but he hasn't been tested. The I potential. mean, that's, I feel this. Right. Yeah. We just got potential. Does he, when he gets hit in the body yeah. hard, what is he going to do? You know, we don't know. He'll probably fall. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think he'll do. If I'm going to put my money on him catching a few body shots from Canelo. I think he's going to fold. But we'll see. We'll see. I thought, I think Remember, he, he is light skinned. He's some light skinned Jamaican guy. You know, never trust those guys. What do you mean by that? True, 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 true. I mean, he's some kind of he's some kind of a light skinned islander guy, so he's not to prove it to me. I think he's like I don't know <laughs> like what a nigga from the Bahamas or something. He like from the Bahamas. Yeah, that's where he he's from somewhere. He's some kind of island guy. Though. Granados. So I think it's like Granados yeah, so he, or something like that. Yeah, so he you never know. He might when the going gets tough to that gut. Who knows? I think he might fold, especially against Canelo. But we'll see. But no, we won't see. They're not fighting. This rivalry between dark skin and light skin is going crazy. And yeah, you gotta notice that real quick. No, we won't see. Yeah, that's, that's Oscar talking right there. We might have to figure something else out. But <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Hopefully that shit goes down. I, I really want to see that fight. But we'll see what Canelo does. We all know, you know, how big headed this guy is. Drives recklessly on freeways, history. Putting, putting others at risk on the road whenever he's driving like a madman. Yeah, it's, it's cool. But um, anyways, let's take it to Friday night, fellas, and uh, talk about what we've seen 
with RC Richard Comey in a fight, which we talk about Andrade starting off hot. I mean, Comey comes out and just you know drops. <laughs> he drops. Um, he, he he drops. Oh boy, what twice in the was it the first round or the fourth round? Uh, it was the fourth round. Now that was the Friday night that I was out in the bar and had me a couple wobbly pops for that. I mean. You know, Ray Beltran, as I said, I figured, I thought the guy was washed. And, you know, I I gave him five rounds. He ended up going out in eight. So he went three harder than I expected. And Ray Beltran just looked like a complete scrub in there, man. Like, I like – I don't want to say these, these, these negative, you know, condensation and, and, and things of that nature when it comes to a guy like Ray Beltran because we're talking about a consummate profession, uh, a guy who fought for his – his right to be here in this country and, and for citizenship and things of that nature. And after the fight, you know, complete class, taking photos with Richard Comey at the end, you know, in the back, all that good stuff, giving him the the finger like, this guy's the guy, you know, he's better than me. I, I, I'm not too sure I would want to be taking pictures with somebody who just whooped my ass like that. Um, you know, uh, I'm not saying I would, you know, walk out the ring as soon as the, the decision was made, a la Adrian Bronner and Marcos Maidana, but look, man, it is what it is. I ain't taking no pictures with you afterwards or anything like that. But it just goes to show to the professionalism of Ray Beltran and maybe a guy who realizes, you know, Dan is near, as I expected. Uh, you know, he fought some nobody, a guy that nobody was worried about here in Fresno previously to losing his fight uh, before that where he lost his title. Um, you know, I thought I thought that he was a little old in the tooth. You know, I figured that the the old dog was getting taken in back of the back of the shed, and you hear that bang, get him out of there. And that's exactly what Richard Comey did, putting some beautiful punches together, hard hooks. I mean, I like what I seen from Richard Comey yesterday. We did not have that. African brother, uh-oh, type of moment. We had the exact opposite. And let me tell you, when I went and got in town, and we went straight to this, I think the bar the bar is called Harry's. And uh, it's right there on the Pismo Beach Strip. Pretty fat. I've never been violated by so many old people in my life. It wasn't The hoes weren't really out there like that, you know? Uh, maybe a couple. The, the ratio was not great. But, so, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I had me about six Long Islands off top that night and was watching the fight, ended up at, you know, whatever, whatever. But I, the, the whole time, I'm watching, and I'm chilling, partying, having a good time, and then the replay comes on about, like, 11 o'clock or something like that. That's when I started texting the group. Well, I wasn't texting the group. You know, Jesus had the will. But I was watching it. And the more and more I kept seeing it, the more and more proud I got of Richard Coleman. We're talking about a guy who lost a tough decision victory to to uh, Robert Easter Jr. And then lost to the fucking midget that Robert Easter whooped his ass afterwards. What was, the, um, what was that little midget's name, JP, the, the little Russian guy? I forget the name off the top of my head right now. Um, Dennis Shabakov. Yeah, Dennis Shabakov. That's right. That guy's like five foot four. You know, like, that was a tough loss for Richard Comey, man. That was one that you might not – brothers might not recover from a loss 
against a little midget like Shazikov. And I know we talk we talk midget shit when someone's smaller than someone, but when we're talking about five foot four, like I'll put peanuts on top of his head and just eat it with my hands behind my back if I wanted to. If I wanted to. But I mean, the comeback was great. The comeback was great by Richard Comey and putting a stamp on what he did to Ray Beltran on Friday night ESPN. And look, this is a, a you know me. Whenever I'm around boxing and there's a, a crowd around, it's a it's a social observation of what people are, are looking at. You got bands playing loud music, but the TVs, they have TVs all over the place, and it's all ESPN. And you have a group of people dancing, you have just a lot of people going, ooh, 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 and everybody watching the TV screen. Richard Comey definitely got his, his attention in to, to get the crowd reaction from people who probably really don't give a shit about boxing. It was good for the sport. Friday night, ESPN, can't do it wrong. I like what I've seen from Comey. Um, you know, barring, it wasn't a, it wasn't a sleep sleep like I predicted. I didn't, I didn't think that the technical knockout would be the deciding factor, but you know, Referee had to protect a man from himself. He's not Jane 80. So uh, the performance by Richard Comey, he gets to hold that strap proud. Uh, you know, the IBF, the IBF champion being one Richard Comey puts the division on notice. I, I mean, before his injury, I wanted to see him against Lomachenko, and hopefully we can get something like that moving forward. But, Will, I'll go to you first, and we'll swing it around the fellas and, think, and, and talk about what uh, the, the, the thoughts was of the performance from one Richard Comey against Ray Beltran. Oh, man, if we go back to the archives, I predicted an eighth-round TKO. Um, I knew Comey had what it takes to beat this guy. You know, you said a little earlier about the African, you know, uh-oh moment. That doesn't happen against guys like this. This the, These guys are better than Ray Beltran. Uh, Comey is an excellent fighter. He's better than Ray Beltran. I knew he was going to beat this guy up. Didn't think he was going to sleep him. Ray Beltran's a tough guy. But Ray Beltran, I think I read something about him saying that, you know, he don't remember a lot of the fight. He was getting his ass whooped. That was an A-plus performance by Comey. Uh, he did what he needed to do out there. Um, <laughs> I didn't – I was I was out about myself during the fight. So I just, I just caught the – I was just catching little bits and pieces of it, but I did see the end, did see the knockout, did see that uh, goofy-ass dance that he did afterwards. Uh, so hopefully – uh, we don't have to see that too much, too much more. But hey, good. Hey, he did a good too. job because I, you know I don't like that. Lubin did some dancing too, like after the after the knockdown. I don't, you know, I don't like boys in this dance. They just need to hit him with a little bit and then walk over there to the side, and you know. But this was after the fight when he did that. That was Lubin that did that silly shit. But as far as Comey, hey, I knew this was gonna happen. He did what exactly what he was supposed to do, you know, a performance. Um, a plus performance, either great job, but you know, I want to see him against the big dogs, like you said. Top his two toughest fights, he didn't get it done. Um, so let's see what he's got. I think the Lomachenko yeah. fight is up next, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it, man. I liked it. I don't remember the event because when that had happened, I was uh, when they had stopped the fight. I did a little victory lap around the whole bar. And, uh, you know, I missed a lot of that shit. 
And uh, the place I was at, man, I mean, the bartenders, they had earplugs in because it was so fucking loud and they're so, like, you know, used to it. So you couldn't hear shit, really. And uh, But I did hear the crowd reaction, which is pretty dope. Uh, I can't imagine if uh, if um, it was uh, what it was like if they had the uh, the Fox performance with the Jamal, Jamal Charlo fight and the way that finish had worked out. Anything that's for the better of boxing, you know, uh, I'm all for it. But, uh, JP, I'll take it to you and uh, see what your thoughts were for the Friday night fight that we had. Because it was a hell of a performance uh, on Friday by, uh, man, I'm all over the place, but by Richard Comey and against Wade Beltran. Yeah, man. Uh, Comey, I'm glad, answered mine, you know, the step to the challenge that I set out there and said, you know, you Africans, I ain't sure about you. You know, I've, I still am haunted by the ghost of Joshua Clotty and seeing him in a fucking Philly shell for 12 rounds versus Pacquiao just sit there. I'm, I'm still PTSD from that shit. So every time I see these cats, <clears throat> and when Comey should have stepped up and beat Shavikov, I really jumped off. So now he's back. Oh, yeah. But look, man, let's let's. Let's not take out a question. Like I said last show, and I think I, I actually might have picked uh, Komei. Now, he looked like he's doing the RoboCop. That's the dance he did. Oh, this some young nigga shit. This ain't even like some African shit. This like some shit RC and them be doing. Okay. But um, he did answer the challenge, man. Uh, let's, let's not take out an equation here that Feltran could be super sh- – he could be shot shot like way past his expiration as, date, man. As I think that could is, be bro. a part of this. Yeah. You know, so let's not, you know, give him such a, a high grade and start saying he's ready for Mikey and whoever else we start putting on his radar now. But he went on ahead and finished off Ray Beltran. A lot of people argued a long time ago, Ray Beltran is like a company product. You know, like, he shouldn't even be holding the belt as long as he's had it. I said there was some African, maybe about a year and a half ago, if you look at his uh, box wreck, Nishamgo or something, gave him work on ESPN. And, uh, you know, he got the bullshit decision. But, uh, yeah, good for Richard Comey. want to see him going forward, man, but I swear, I still think. I don't think he – I'll tell you this, he hasn't done enough to change my mind. You have to so, enough to so change my off, mind. So judging off his performance and, um, and you know, uh, I think an a imminent fight with Lomachenko is pretty much down the foreseeable future, which would be a good fight for Lomachenko to take also instead of, you know, stepping in the waters against a guy like Mikey Garcia or whatever, whatever, even though we know he's busy with the game. But still, with his performance yesterday, that wouldn't incline you to have a different opinion of what you thought the fight would turn out to be against a against a guy like Richard Comey and Lomachenko, did it sway you a little bit from what this performance was yesterday or on Friday? Oh, no, like I said, that wasn't enough to change my mind. Good performance, I you know I just think overall it wasn't that Comey was that good. I think Beltran was that shot, but I don't want to take away from Comey. He looked like he took some work in the fight. You know, his eye was welled up, so he did 
Beltran did give some resistance in there, but oh yeah, I think it was more so that Beltran was that shot, and I think if you see Comey step up to like a Lomachenko, man, it might not be good. He didn't do enough to change how I feel about that. Yeah, no, I'll see you on that. Uh, let's take it to Janelle. I don't know if Janelle's seen this fight on Friday. He might have been in the gym. You know, he's a uh, Willis says he's getting figure four locks and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't in, know a, in a crossface chicken wing, oh boy, somebody <laughs> probably got Janelle in the chicken wing on Friday night. <laughs> the phone just on the ground, like he's like trying to reach it, like where wrestlers are trying to reach the ropes. He's trying to reach the phone and press on mute <laughs> when we go to him sometimes. <laughs> hey, let's take it to Janelle. Janelle, um, the fight on Friday night ESPN was the headline with Richard Comey and. Ray Beltran, not enticing to the common fan of, uh, let's say, combat sports in general, but us us uh, lightweight, hardcore boxing fans. I mean, I was excited for it. I made my way to, you know, go check that out, even though I was on a, a weekend getaway. Like, I wanted to see it and made it a point of emphasis to check out that fight, regardless of where I was at. And I liked the fight. I, I really did like it a lot. Four knockdowns in total, TKO victory, IBF. Lightweight champion Richard Comey puts the division on notice. What was your thoughts about that fight? Well, Willa, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you saw me in action against your hometown boy uh, down in Houston <laughs> on what I did to him. Hey, I can't That's see you, dog. Not you that guy. I'm getting chicken wings. And you whooped, <laughs> that you whooped the, boys, the hometown boy's ass, didn't you know? <laughs> he was a hometown hero of yours, Willa. And, and I beat that boy like, what, fucking less than one minute? I had him fucking... Hey. He was screaming, Uncle. So stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You see me in action. Stop it, stop it. And I got the gold medal that day, too. And I got the gold medal that day. Stop it, stop it. Stop hey, dog, it. I don't remember that, dog. I don't even remember yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yes, sir. Took a picture of me, <laughs> matter of fact, afterwards. We talking about, come on, stop it, stop it. But, uh, that was deleted, I mean, a Beltran was just a, a Beltran just a shot fighter. I mean, you don't put, you know what I'm saying, uh, um, I mean, and not so much like a, a Beltran did tap him a few times too. Man, he got tapped up a few times, so it's like. But again, Styles always make fights. But uh, should he be eyeing uh, Lomachenko? No, he has a lot more work to do. But on the same note, I mean, hey, I mean, upsets happen in boxing all the time. So I mean, hey, I mean, it's what it is. But I don't think I don't think he fucking deals with Lomachenko at all. I mean, definitely need a few. A lot more fights under his belt. Well, you know, he was going to fight Lomachenko, and then he hurt his hand. So then he backed out of that fight. So, no, Lomachenko's looking to unify. Wrist. I thought it was his wrist. Maybe it was his wrist, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but, yeah, no, Lomachenko's trying to unify. So he's going to have to – it's going to be sooner than later. Then he's going to have to give up the ghost. We're going to see if he's the real deal or not. It's oh, probably yeah. going to be not. No, I mean, I mean he's good, but he's just not Lomachenko good. I mean he's not on Lomachenko's level, not in my eyes. I mean, it is. I mean it's what it is. I mean, of course I'll tune to the fight, of course, but I just see him getting washed easily. He's not gonna have any resistance against Lomachenko. He won't have no answers for what he's uh uh, uh Lomachenko's gonna bring. If Beltran was tap, was tap up the way he did, Lomachenko's got bad impression on him, literally.
Okay. I feel you, Janelle. I feel you on that. I'm with that. And, yeah, I do remember when you went to Houston and Will went to go take the drives down to see you and you, you, you took care of the hometown boy. But I, I never knew you, you had him calling your uncle, though. That, that's, that's even better left in a, in a minute or so. Great fashion. You know, Will I scrambled that kid, man. It's like how a cobra fucking gets a rat. You see the rat screaming. You see the rat fucking choking a deficit. That's why I strangle his hometown boy. He'll tell you. He, he know what he know what it is. He know what it is. Ain't no boy. Yeah, I, I remember his memory. I remember that guy kicking, kicking, uh, kicking Janelle in the gut, giving the DDT, and then rolling his ass up into in, in a figure four yeah. uh, leg lock. Dog. That's what I remember. Ain't that? Ain't that? Man, right there. <laughs> man you're becoming like Janelle just be out here getting destroyed. Boston crabs put on sharpshooters, <laughs> perfect flexes. <laughs> like damn. No, no, Janelle. No, when I went to see Janelle, he yeah, he worked that guy up, man. Hey, it wasn't he wasn't my guy. I went to see Janelle. Janelle performed pretty well out there. <laughs> he was a hometown boy. Had yeah, I mean, yeah, he was from too. Houston. Exactly. Yeah, Janelle beat him. Ain't nobody Houston. I beat him easily. He did us proud because if he would have lost, he, uh, we wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. We and wouldn't after that match, after that match, the guy came up to me. He's like, "Yo, I never, I never ain't like as strong as you are in my life." I swear to God, <laughs> those were his words. He was in He was uh, there kissing my feet. He was there kissing my feet. Oh, he was talking about me. Was like, you know, he was asking me all these questions. I'm like, "Come on, grace me." You know my level. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you made a, a prediction, you said that you're gonna have someone call you daddy. You ever done that to someone in the ring and say, "Nah, call me daddy." <laughs> Only chicks. That's it. Gotta sleep over. Oh yeah, that's true. That's what's up. <laughs> nah, well, speaking well, speaking of chicks and daddy and stuff like that, we're getting down to our last topic here, fellas. I wanted to um, jump in, put a little extra on the show with the Polly Malinaji comics that's on. Uh, ring of highlights you can check out on. Hey, Instagram. that's what I want to ask. Was he? Did anybody see Polly? Wasn't he on the? Uh, he was doing the commentary, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, no, he I heard his voice, but I never see him. No, that's what I'm saying. Did anybody see him? I don't I think they showed him. him. No, you cannot see no, him. They, he's fucked up right now. His hand looks what he ridiculous. Look like, oh, you seen him, Janelle? I mean, when they first introduced the, the uh, team. And it's all sitting at the round table. He was on the far, on the far right hand side. Was his eye fucked up? He was on the right hand side, so you couldn't see the left, the left eye maybe. Because I think his left sure, eye. Is the one that's oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I never even thought about that. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, yeah no, he was on the far up. right side. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Because I didn't see him at all. I heard his voice, and I was like, "Damn, that boy Malinachi back at work." And he was talking about how your hands get hurt with no, with gloves on. He was making little hints that he was uh, that he had fought bare knuckles, yeah. but they didn't say nothing about the L. They usually don't, though. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, it was funny, man. It was real funny the the, the excuses this guy had. So um, you know, let's. I, I want to uh, just well, since we're talking about it, I wanted to just brush over, but we could give a, a quick little. A snippet of what Polly was talking about in his loss because uh, I, I find it really funny. So let's check it out. Fans want action, and that's why, that's why, and that's why you got broke so fast. Because you fucking must make up these explanations as you go along. So basically, another thing I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna count. I'm gonna. They said it's not boxing. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm not done. Now you guys got me going. They said it's not boxing. 
wedding. But now, you know what that's called? Now we're boxing. Because that's all I'm letting you do. Now we're boxing. So it is boxing because I made the fight a boxing match. Okay? So you, by those scorecards, you're telling me he outboxed me. Can you imagine? He's a fucking barnyard hillbilly. He just made one hand. Had him outboxing me. That's the way they fucking scored it. Yeah. And, and, I'm fucking believable. Like, I'm, 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 I'm baffled. I'm baffled because I wasted my time boxing one-handed, fighting one-handed, and being smart, and, 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 and outclassing him one-handed. And like I said, class of art is not against him, but honestly, the reason I respect him so much is because he kept coming forward. I saw the confusion in his face, bro. Like, he was coming forward. One time, he actually shot in, like, he was going to take me down, and then changed his mind. Like, oh, I can't take him down. Like, I'm both. He was that confused, bro. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me all this bullshit. I was looking at him dead on his face, and he was boxing. My hands were killing me. But you know what? Respect him. He never stopped playing. He never stopped coming forward. And for that reason, I shake idea. I shake my hand. I shake his hand afterwards. And I wish him the best after it. And if he's going to get the result that he got this victory, then I want him to make more money off it because I know it counts for a lot, this result. But don't give me the fucking bullshit and make up this whole bullshit about he adjusted and we weren't allowed to fight inside. And oh, don't give me this whole bullshit. The fight was a robbery. fucking barnyard hillbillies and, you know, typical Pauly Malignazzi in a losing fashion. We've seen Adrian Brown take his girl at the end of a fight. We've seen so many complaints, but we all know that, 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 uh, what was it, Archer uh, Abram, whatever his name was, the guy that was Conor McGregor's boy, Pauly swore up and down, he beat Conor's ass was fine and that he was going to beat Abram's ass so he could get to Conor. That didn't happen. It's a uh, low ball. A week's plus news. Low Bob, Yeah. Are you just being Thank racist? You, Thank you. Damn, that was racist right there, dog. Arthur oh, Abram, oh, come on, man. Because <laughs> they sort of look the hey, same. You I, said I, all those guys look the same, man. That's messed up. No, fuck, no, fuck that. That's you and the the the, the good Japanese and Asian demographic that we have. You said they all look the same. Pull some Chris Tucker shit. Which one of y'all hit me? You know. <laughs> so stop that. Don't don't do me like that. Um. Yeah, Archer Lobov, that's right, that's the guy's name. Thank you, Willa, tag team partner, helping me out there. Uh, yeah, we all know that, well, I mean, Pauly can never hold an L properly. But I'm surprised you guys brought it up that he was on TV because during that video that's on Ring of Highlights on Instagram, you can check it out, he's got his whole cat, his hand, right hand, I believe, is in a crazy cast, and his left hand on uh anti-inflammatory prescriptions that he has is still swelled the fuck up. It's crazy. Uh, but Paulie with excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Not, uh, you know, he, he let us down. You know, uh, on the Dave Chappelle show, they had a racial draft. And I believe the blacks gave away Condoleezza Rice for... I'm not sure what the compensation was for that, but I feel like us boxing fans are going to give away Paulie Malignaggi for that L he took to a UFC fighter in a bare-knuckle fight. Got to get rid of him. He let us down. 
you know? <laughs> given away by the blacks was Condoleezza Rice, and given away by the boxing fans was Polly Malignaggi. Well, uh, any comments that you got to say about that? And I'm going to go to JT and Janelle for Polly Malignaggi's excuses of an L. Hey, man. Like I said, after the fight, Polly Malignaggi is, uh, you know, he went over there and he got set up. Um, he definitely won the fight. If it was boxing, it's called bare knuckle boxing, so it is some kind of boxing, and he and he really won, but he got set up, and you know he went over there like a fool and let them embarrass us. So that's the only reason I was I would trade him, not because he got whooped, because he wasn't smart enough to know that they were trying to give the UFC guy the 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 rub, like they call it in the in in wrestling. They wanted to give him the rub put him over. So even though Polly outboxed him, probably hit him with more punches than probably punched him more times than he got punched. Even though his face was scarred up, low ball's face was scarred up way worse. Polly won that, but he went over there and got jobbed and he should have known that was coming. We all should have known that was coming, but we let the hype get to us. And that's, I so I can't, it. I called so, it, I called it, I called it. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. I'm not sure about that, you you know, but, you know. I told that they'll make an example out of him as they did with James Tony. Listen to the archives. But the example they made in this fight, I was going to cut you off, but, but the example they made with this fight was, is like I said, after the fight on the very next show, that there's no sticking and moving, it's not going to win you, a shoulder roll, a counter punching, a parrying shots, and the standard was set. That okay, uh, 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 this is not get you a victory, in in this bare knuckle shit. It's like you're gonna stand toe to toe with these fucking bro. You're gonna stand toe to toe. You're gonna swing hail marys, and you're gonna fight like fucking a, a fucking street fight. And, and that's what will get you a decision victory over here. And that's the standard that was set. And they made an example out of Paulie Monaghi. Every everybody knew Paulie was gonna try to box him. Everybody knew that. Nobody didn't think in the slightest idea that. That Paulie would stand toe to toe and try to trade blows with this guy, but that's the standard that was. Oh, that's the standard that was set in this fight, and they made an example out of him. A blind Billy don't can see it. All right, all right. Well, fuck Paulie Malignaggi. I mean, Paulie, I know he might end up calling the show. You know, we don't like anybody disrespecting him sideways, nothing like that. He'll talk to anybody who's willing to listen, but he's become an old gimmick. And, you know, I picked Polly to win by knockout. <clears throat> so I got a lot of pro to eat for that. You know, it makes me seem like an agent of misinformation for those who are listening and saying, hey, you know what? RC might be right, man. You know, you know, he made some predictions over the and Well, this one let me down. And that's why. If I was the general manager of boxing, you know, I'm not trying to trade Polly for Connor or trade Polly for a guy like Cody Garbrandt, who is a, a, a former boxer in, in, in uh, MMA right now and in UFC. I'm not going to trade him for shit. I don't know who other boxers are or were primary boxers before MMA, but I would release Polly Malignaggi. Wish him his best in his future endeavors. And, you know, I, I thought it was funny. Like, you want to run it back, Paulie? You want to run it back? He said, I'm not running it back, man. My hands are fucking killing me. 
Oh, Polly, man. Oh, Polly. That's hilarious. But final subject of the show, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a show where I'm getting, you know, my bags taped off and all that good stuff. And I got to talk about this final subject as this fucking train goes by. And listening to Polly got me kind of talking like him for a second. But, well, before I go to this subject, I want you to give the listeners a fair warning. Because I've been on this case for a very long time. Who remembers when Vladimir Klitschko lost to Tyson Fury? That's when the case started. Now, well, I'm just going to ask one question. Crazy or not crazy for the RC theory that I have about Vladimir Klitschko? You don't have to go into it. You can talk about it afterwards, but you can just say it for this jump. Crazy or not crazy? Um, I want you to break it down for me before I make, before I make the decision, you know. And, okay. we'll, and we'll all judge cool. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. More than likely crazy. RC's personal theory. I've been under investigation for a very long time involving – Hollywood actress Hayden Panettiere, who those might not know, as the former girlfriend or former fiance or, or wife to Vladimir Klitschko, and now they kind of broke up and then they got back together. So, everyone champion for 10 years. 10 years straight. Vladimir Klitschko, the man who could not be beat, jab and grab, was unpenetrable. Ten years of clout, fame, all that good stuff. I had, um, I've talked to some of my female friends. For, like for me, I got a lot of girlfriends, friends that are girls that I ask these questions about. They're like, oh, I know her. She's an actress. I had no idea Hayden Panettiere was an actress. I thought she was just, you know, big, big blab girl on the side. And literally on the side because she only stands up to about maybe above his belly button. Very small woman. But in the year... Uh, what was it, 2015, 2016, when Vladimir Klitschko lost to Tyson Fury? Sad day for Big Black. I was a fan of Vladimir Klitschko. I can say that. A big fan of the jab and grab nobody liked. But after he lost to Tyson Fury, I'm still with him. I'm rocking with the guy. But after he lost all his titles to Tyson Fury, Hayden Panettiere, when they went back to Russia, Packed her bags and flew out to Los Angeles, California, old JP's neck of the woods. Maybe not completely in the neck of the woods. It might have been in West Hollywood, I believe, you know, where they got a lot of funny stuff going on over there, rainbows and whatnot. I don't know. But uh, Hayden Panettiere packed up her shit, left Big Vlad with their newly born child. And, like, yo, I'm talking about a champion that was 10 years of a reign, one of the biggest reigns in championship history when it comes to boxing, if you look at Vladimir Klitschko's 10-year reign that he had. This is a heavyweight champion of the world for a 10-year reign going on historical levels. And he's got to babysit a fucking newborn? Look, man, I, I, I don't have any children, but when my sister had her first child, baby Millie, that's the love of my life, when I first held her as a baby when it was like, you know, you know just newborn, I'm holding it like a fucking bomb. Uh, you know, Arms straight forward right in front of me. I don't know how to, you know, compensate for how you want to hold a child and all that good stuff. I, I figured it out, but I didn't know how at the time. And that's how I feel about Vladimir Klitschko. This guy's a heavyweight champion of the world, legendary status. And he's got to be turned to a babysitter? Imagine 
Willard JP, you know, you might be a player uh, uh, like me. I mean, not like me, like someone else. But um, but imagine your wife. You lose a fight. She dips out, goes to L.A., and my guy, my guy, this is how I know it's credible sources. You guys might think that R.C. just talked out of his ass a lot of times. But I have one of the most credible sources when it comes to involving journalism in all sports, basketball, football, not baseball, boxing, things like that, when it comes to my guy, Robert Littell, at BSO, Black Sports Online, gets the real shit from everybody, digs deep in the dirt. He's a guy that I've been uh, rocking with for the last four or five years, something like that, and uh, he's been one of my main sources of credibility. Nobody can rebuke anything that that guy's put out to this day, as Deontay Wilder says. And uh, Hayden Panettiere was caught by TMZ in L.A. with a new guy, young stud, young, young Hollywood guy from L.A. And Vladimir Klitschko, uh, a big age differential from the Bolton. Vladimir is an old guy, as we know. He's going to be probably pushing around uh, 47, somewhere around that type of age. Um, you know, somewhere around there. I could uh, look it up real quick and see how old the guy is. Uh, as I continue to rant, because I don't need to just break off times and get a break between anything like that. I can see what this guy's going through. Vladimir Klitschko, uh, I mean, this is one of, he's 43 years old right now, born on March 25th, 1976, 43 years old. Hayden Terry, I would guess, is in her early 20s, maybe later 20s at this point in time. But, so she goes to L.A., she's caught on TMZ, multiple photos, dancing, walking barefoot. Uh, being very groping as she left the newborn child with Vladimir Klitschko at home. I post out on Instagram and Twitter of what's going on, reporting for the Outsiders Boston podcast, what's going on. As a fan of Vladimir Klitschko, Hayden Panettiere writes me, you need to mind your own business. Don't believe everything you see. And before I could respond, I was blocked. (laughs) <laughs> and this is Hayden Panettiere For me, I think it's just a woman who's just a woman But she's an actress And things of that nature, whatever Now, come to find out Vladimir Klitschko was involved in a yacht fire Seattle sign theory Is a little different from mine He says that If they're If I'm just a heads up, you know I'm going to give you a take Because you're not here to give it to me but he said, you know, if he was back there with Hayden Panettiere, you know, maybe he got some candles in the yacht. Big man, a little clumsy, might be trying to get down. And uh candle drops and boom, fire. For me, I look at it a different way. I think Vladimir Klitschko is willing to go from hell and back to get with this woman and to get her back. Because at that time, he knew she was with other dudes and he still wanted her back. <clears throat> That's beyond me. If any of my girls ever tried, I mean, I mean if one of my, if my main girl wanted to get <laughs> To get off and and go with someone else, then I'll you know go ahead, have at it. I'm not coming back. That's why I'm not rocking with Vladimir Klitschko no more. He knew his woman was with another dude, and he fucking bounced. He was still willing to, to bend over backwards to have her in his arms. And I mean, I think that he was trying to you know live at her age ex- uh, exceptionally, the way the young Hollywood said was maybe. You know, JP had mentioned about Kawhi Leonard 
in the uh, back of the car with Serge Ibaka, and the position that he was up at looked like he might have been rolling a blunt. Now, maybe look, maybe Vladimir Klitschko might have had something like that. Maybe he was smoking a cigar. Maybe he had a cigarette. Maybe who, who knows? But we know he's a little goofy and uh, clumsy at times when it comes to, you know, herky-jerky a little bit. He might have dropped it. Boom. Fire. I don't know. I don't know. But I think that Vladimir Klitschko might have. JP, you go ahead and handle your day, brother. It's all good. But Willa and Janelle, you guys are with me right now. And I think that my personal theory, been on this case. The case is reopened. Case is reopened. It's been closed for about a year and some change now, maybe two years. But it's reopened all of a sudden that Hayden Panettiere is back in the picture with Vladimir Klitschko. And all of a sudden, look, man, I find it kind of strange. You're back with your girl and a fire happens on a yacht. All I need to solidify my case before I could, you know, don't let me be a DA. If Vladimir Klitschko, let's say, gets into a minor car accident in a bike rack or hits a telephone pole or a stop sign because his brake lines were cut, hmm, Hayden Panettiere might be trying to get that man got so she can get his paycheck at the end. As we all know, the woman gets everything when a man dies and they're married to him. So I'm not saying that she's trying to kill the man, but I'm saying who is to say that she's not. It's a whole lot to put on the table, Willa. But I've been on this case for three years plus, and it just reopened with the fact that a random yacht fire happened with Vladimir Klitschko with Hayden Panettiere and others. Now, with all that said, Will, I put my, my I put my chips on the table so you feel where I'm coming from. And you've heard about what, what Hayden Panettiere sent me and, and being blocked and don't believe everything you see when it's out there in the public. I can only imagine what she told my guy Robert Littell. We talked about it a while ago. I haven't, I haven't spoke to him recently. But this shit right here, this shit right here, Hayden Panettiere, in my opinion, you look at her in the pictures that she has. Go to Google. Look up Hayden Panettiere cheating on Vladimir Klitschko. You'll see her with the biggest smile on her face looking like a fucking real-life version of Charles Lee Ray. And you know who that is. That's Chucky. And I'm child's play. I'm telling you, this woman looks evil to me. This woman looks very evil to me. Uh, uh, I mean, five, four feet of fury, something like that. Just a scary woman to me, man. And I think that the way that this shit's happening... I think that she, it's it's a personal assumption of mine, Willa, but I think she might, she might, I'm not saying she is, but she might be trying to get Big Vlad out of there. If not, Big Vlad might just be doing himself a disservice to try to appease to a, a woman who would not find him appeasing at the time, being out of character, and doing so, putting his own life at risk. Willa, with all that given to you, I need to hear your response, my brother. <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, the boy Vlad is just out here pimping like a lot of guys do. You know, his boo cheated on him. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Probably, but you never know with women these days. Um, yeah. 
she's not going to try to kill him and she and she's on the boat. She was trying to kill everybody. She wanted everybody dead. You know, Vlad is just a simp, man. He's an old guy looking for that young thing, and when and when you're old and that young thing gets you, it's got you. You know, that's what that's what it seems to be. Want, so. He's got hey, I, hey, he probably can, but he's she, that's the mother of his children. I guess he's got hey, he's just simping, dog. Some guys are simps, and that's what it is. And she, he lets her do her thing. Obviously, probably what he's got to do. You know, all that, all that. uh all that science that's been that's been pumped into his body, man, he might not be able to perform. So he lets her go out there and get her get her thing on every now and then. You know? You calling the guy cut. I don't think she's out. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's out he's in the corner. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the boy in the corner watching it get smashed out probably. Who knows, man? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? But I don't think she's got nothing to do with with anything that's going on, man. And he's just simping, dog. Man, I, I, this took a turn from investigation standpoint to a, a, a complete different from a boxing show. But no, I don't care, man. This needs to be spoken because a lot of people won't look into it this way. And I've been on the case for a while. Time tries to tell me I need to stop. This is not a case. You're not a <laughs> like no. Someone needs look. I'm just saying, if there's a fucking uh, incident where Vladimir Klitschko breaks her out, or you know some sort of that, uh, uh, what was that movie called? Um, uh, Final Destination. Some shit like that happens with a big laugh. We might know what time it is. Janelle, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. I'm not sleeping. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, I, we ain't getting chicken wing to figure four. The uh, I, I've been involved with this personal investigation since Vladimir Klitschko lost to Tyson Fury and Hayden Panettiere's been acting very scary to me. Charles Lee Ray like Chucky child's play that I've been saying and she, you know, uh, took me off of any form of communication. So I'm going to continue moving forward with this case and I'm worried about the well-being longevity moving forward, longevity moving forward for one Vladimir Klitschko. What's your thoughts about this random yacht fire that kind of just how I, I I I don't believe that a guy like Vladimir Klitschko, how much money he has, goes out on the yacht without having it service checked and all that good stuff by those who he has getting paid well money to do so, where something like a fire is not just going to happen. You know what? You know one thing about me is that if if I have no knowledge of something, I just won't speak on it. I'm of course I heard about the situation that happened. I remember I posted it. But but I didn't read anything. I didn't, and so I can't. You know, so I can't give no speculation on what I think could happen. I just gave you the. I just gave you the inside dirt. I'm um, yeah, but are you? Is that factual? Or are you suspecting? Fuck yes, factual. I don't come on here thinking <laughs> no bullshit. I have this shit. I have screenshots of everything that's happened. I've had this well, has I been an ongoing case for a long time. I can't speak on because I don't know for a fact. I mean, that's just that's just how I roll, man. Nobody can believe you, RC. Yeah, okay. Exactly. All right, that's fine. Go ahead, that's fine. Nobody <laughs> believes me. The, the, the Vladimir Kuchel is <laughs> involved in a random yacht fire. That's okay. That's okay, because I've been on this shit for a while now. So. Hey, yachts so burn every day, B. Nah, not for guys like Vladimir Klitschko. No, they don't. They sure don't. But um, I expect it. Don't worry about it. But just remember this. Remember this shit that I'm telling you right now. 
June 30th was the day that I gave the second warning. Because I already talked about it once before. And moving forward, keep an eye on what happens to Vladimir Klitschko. Either he's going to do it himself for self-detriment or it's going to be something that's coming from the other way. Hey, the penitentiary, I'm on to you, woman. You ain't going to be running my man's life down to the dirt. I'm keeping an eye on you. And I've been doing it for a while, and it's not going to change. Hayden Panteri can block me from social media, but she's not going to block the truth because what happens at the night always comes out to the light. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Boxing Podcast, and I wanted to get away from that uh, entertainment news network stuff and all that good. But I just had to put it out there. You know, questions, Lord, is this factual? I'll send you the text messages of screenshots that I have from Hayden Panteri and uh, also other stuff that I have reported from Robert Tepp. So I'm not taking no nonsense. I just want to, you know, you know, I'm not saying that she's, I don't want to get, you know, in trouble for slandering or nothing like that. I'm just saying either Big Vlad might try to be cool and be clumsy or someone might be hungry for the money. I don't know. Whichever way it is, I'm not sure. But just know your boy's in the dirt when it comes to this subject. And as a former, former fan of Vladimir Klitschko, I'm on to this shit because I got to, you know, I got to rock with her. But at this point in time, Vladimir Klitschko means little to nothing to me because I would never go from hell and back to try to get a woman back who's been, you know, running a, huh? a couple laps. You sure about track. that? Sure about what? Huh? No, 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 I was just saying the end. No, yeah, the end. Yeah, like you added the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> I ain't never getting no woman back. I don't never run back to no woman like that. Please believe. Hey, let me tell y'all. When it comes to a woman like Hayden Penitentiary, she might got some C-list actress level of money, but when it comes to the Doctor Steelhammer. You're talking about a guy who's a doctor, big money, and 10-year heavyweight champion of the world. We're talking big money. <laughs> oh, Janelle over here in the group message sending that Houston, that 2018 International Open Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Championship International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Well, don't forget it. You fabricated the story about him getting rolled up from a duty. <laughs> Man. I love this shit, bro. I love this shit. This shit's too funny, man. It's too funny. We we are a boxing show, but I get I knew I was getting down in the gossip. I was talking to a few of my homegirls who knew who Hayden Penitary was. And they're like, Wow, really? That happened to this? They just knew about the guy she was with in Hollywood. They had no idea about this Vladimir Klitschko guy she was with. So we bring it all over here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but we'll uh, hour and fifty two in. I guess it's time to wrap this one up. I'm, I still got to unpack. I got to get all my shit together and, uh, you know, figure out what's going on with my life at the end of the day. Uh, got to get back to work tomorrow. Reality's kicking in hard for me right now. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I still have not ordered that pizza, so I'm probably going to do that coming up forward. Uh, I know you're you're not back at home in Houston, so uh, how long are you going to be out there in, uh, what, what was it, you call it, West Texas, uh, Texaco, kind of like? Yeah, yeah, I'm out here for probably till like, next week. 
We'll see. Just making yeah. sure these guys are doing what the hell they need to do. So I'll be out here right for a couple of days. doing shit, chilling. How far away are you from the crib? Oh, it's like a, a hour flight. Eight oh, hour okay. drive, so like an hour and a half flight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, where you, you at? know, I'm on, I'm in I'm in West Texas. I'm still in Texas. I'm just oh, in West okay. Texas. <laughs> yeah. Like by El Paso, Midland area. Oh, El Paso. New Mexico. Oh, yeah, that's when, they, that's when they got them Texicans, not the Mexicans, the Texicans out there. You know, you know, Mexicans and Texicans, they look at each other like dark-skinned and, and light-skinned folks look at each other from the from the black side. Yeah, no, these are was, Mexicans. I, these are Texicans. These are, these are straight Mexicans out here. Are they? The Texicans, yeah, yeah, you get the Tex-Mex. Those are more the city. Those are more city. Hispanics, you know what I'm saying? These are guys. Yeah, these guys are. No, these guys are coming from the border. That's like an hour and a half away. You know, it's just straight illegal immigrant, what, immigrants out here. Like, like I'm only part Mexican, but whenever I see some Mexican food, when it comes to let's say uh, taco or something like that, when it got corn in it and shit like that, I ain't fucking with no Tex-Mex, bro. Yeah, I, I don't need no corn and that shit. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, I don't that's, know. That's some other kind of Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Texan. That's some Texican. You know? Uh, anybody out there listening, check out the uh, No Country for Old Men. Towards the end of it, they got the Texans in a suit. Good movie. That'll describe to you a Texan difference from a Mexican. But, um, well, yeah, Willie, man, shit. You got there for a week. Have yourself a good one, man. Um, Janelle. For the rest of the day, what's going on with you, man? You in NY, right? Yeah, I'm packing right now, actually. I'm moving to San Where Diego soon, going? man. I'm moving to San Diego oh, soon. What part of San Diego? Yeah. Huh? What What part of so San Diego are you going to be going to? It's not too far from the downtown area. I'm looking at beach. I'm looking at some beach houses. I was still looking at beach houses, but I was also considering, like, even, like, even straight downtown off of K Street. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Well, well shit. If you are in San Diego, uh, uh, just look up the gas lamp area. Go look up the gas lamp if you want to go out. Well, currently, I got like a lawsuit against this county right now in this. Um, oh, fuck. In, in this county where I'm at, I'm suing this county. So as soon as I sue the county, I'm out of here. I'm going back out west because, like, I can't be in the county. I sue motherfuckers trying to pull me up every little thing out here. You know what I mean? So as soon as this shit. But I'm packing right now. I'm putting my things in storage, and I'm going to be out of this area, out of the Central New York area for a while until I fucking do All right, the situation. Well, shit, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. The boy on the run. <laughs> yeah, sound like, sound <laughs> like it to me, huh? Nah, I ain't on the run. I ain't on the run. <laughs> yeah. I ain't on the run, but I'm going out west, so I'm, I'm going back to Diego. Diego. All right, well, uh, when you get to Diego, man, just uh, if, you wanna, if you're going to Uber around trying to have a fun time and all that shit, just tell them gas lamp. Gas lamp. Get out there, bro. That shit's lit. But anyways, uh, wish you your best and all that, uh, Janelle. Villa, you have yourself a good one over on the grind. I'm going to be back on mine six early in the morning tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I'm about to wrap it up, unpack, shower up, and, and just chill out for the rest of the day, man. So, speaking for myself in the San Joaquin Valley of Central California, West Texas, NYC, down south to Inglewood. We are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday 
where Willow will give us a preview of what's cracking and what's going on in the boxing news leading up towards the weekend. But we are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Thank you for joining us, everybody who's rocking with us. We are rocking with you. Remember that. And for now, we are. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.